You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The base of our sermon this morning comes to us from St. Luke's Gospel, the 20th chapter, picking up in verse 27. There came to Jesus some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife but no children, The man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children. And the second and the third took her. And likewise, all seven left no children and died. And afterward, the woman also died. So in the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had her as wife. And Jesus said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, for they cannot die anymore, because they're equal to angels and are sons of God being sons of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed in the passage about the bush, where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now, he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for all who live to him. And some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well. For they no longer dared to ask him any question. Please be seated. There's still more. Wonderful words, aren't they? Think for a moment that you're at a concert. The music is great, it's fantastic. You've had an incredible evening, the time seems to go by pretty quickly. Then it looks like the artists and the musicians are leaving the stage. And you stand up applauding louder and louder and they come back for an encore. There's still more. Or you're opening presents at Christmas. The wrapping paper is scattered every which way. Beneath the tree is empty. But then someone brings in another armful of presents. There's still more. Wonderful words. Now in this reading from Luke chapter 20, Jesus is arguing with a group of religious leaders called the Sadducees. And the heart of the controversy between the two is between two phrases. Jesus, on one hand, is saying, there's still more. And the Pharisees, on the other hand, are saying, there is no more. So what are they talking about? The resurrection from the dead. See, the text tells us the Sadducees did not believe that the day would come when people would rise out of their graves and their bodies would live again. And one way to remember what the Sadducees didn't believe is to make a word play in their name. 
They were sad, you see, because they didn't have anything to look forward to. Anything to look forward to after death. Now, the Sadducees of that day were basically well-off leaders. They can enjoy life. But when death came, they had no hope, had no joy. The thinking is, or was, that's all she wrote. There's no more. On that day, they were sad, you see. But Jesus taught that when someone dies, there's still more to come. And he wasn't talking about going to be with him at death, wonderful as that is. But rather he was talking about the end of time, about the last day. The day when our bodies will rise out of their graves, wherever that grave may be. Casket, urn, deep sea, or simply bones turned to dust in the desert. There's still more. Think of it this way. There's life, the life we're living right now, day by day by day. And then when we die, there's life after death. The day when the souls of those who believe in Jesus go to be with him while their bodies are left behind. And then there's life after life after death. That's the last day resurrection of the body when it's reunited with the soul. And that's what Jesus was talking about when he said, there's still more. There is a final day resurrection of the body. The Sadducees said, there's no more. Jesus says, yes, there is. Now, the group of Sadducees, called the Sadducees pretty much died out about 70 A.D., or in other words, about 35 years after Jesus' bodily resurrection. But their teaching, that's all there is. There is no more. Still lives on to this day. You read it, you hear about it, especially around Easter. People who want to take away Jesus' resurrection those who deny it ever happened, those who say it's just a figment of your imagination, and with it they want to take away our hope about our resurrection. And so what you're left with is a Sadducee spirit that says the only life you're to enjoy is this one. They say there's no more after you die. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, and that's it. Now, we may not be among those who deny the resurrection, but you know that Sadducee spirit can still live on? Can still live on our hearts and our minds? Have you ever felt, even maybe a little bit, there's no more? But this life, that's it. Sometimes those doubts are there. Look at a body in a casket, and it doesn't move. 
The grave looks so final. And you wonder, is that all there is? Could this be it? There's no more. Or maybe, maybe you're so caught up in everyday life. You're so caught in everyday, up in everyday life because you're too busy to think about last day resurrection. You're too connected to TV, movies, cell phones, Facebook, Instagram, internet. And all those things to really not give much thought to what there may be. Or maybe you're too worried about the bills or a family member or retirement or your health to get excited about there's still more. That's the Sadducee spirit sworn in our hearts and minds, that Sadducee spirit that says there's no more. But Jesus says <clears throat> there is. Jesus says there's still more. In fact, just before the battle with the Sadducees, he told the disciples that he would go to Jerusalem. He told them that he would suffer, that he would die at the hands of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. But that would not be all there is. Because he said after three days, he would rise. And not long after he said what would happen, actually did. He suffered. He died. He was buried. But Easter morning, Jesus turned every, that's all, there is no more, into there's still more. There's so much <clears throat> waiting for you. Think of Thomas. You recall that Thomas didn't see Jesus that first Easter. But a week later, he was there. Jesus appeared to the disciples. He let Thomas touch him. Thomas could see that Jesus had flesh and bones and blood. And what does Thomas say? My Lord and my God. His whole life changed. Changed from there's no more to there's still more, so much more. He believes not only that there will be life after death, but there will also be life after life after death. And just like Thomas, we need to believe our God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. We need so much more than that Pharisee or Sadducee spirit if we're going to live our lives in hope and joy. Think about that woman with seven husbands. The example that Jesus and the Pharisees used in their argument was that of marriage. Now, we may find that story rather strange. After all, who marries seven different husbands? What kind of law is that? But it was a law that was on the books. You see, when we think of marriage, we think of marriage as romantic love. A couple, man, woman, love each other. And so they make a choice to get married. 
But back then, marriages were often arranged. It was important to carry on the family line, the family name. So if one brother didn't carry it on, the next in line took up the responsibility. And so the Pharisees used this, or Sadducees used this example to show how ludicrous the resurrection would be because the woman, seven times widowed, would end up with seven husbands. But Jesus cuts right through this. He has a knack for going past the question to the heart of the questioner. He shoots through the question to the hardened, unbelieving hearts those people ask him. He says, marriage is for this age, and the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. Marriage is, as we say, until death do us part. It's death that marks the end of marriage. It belongs to the temporal kingdom, not the eternal kingdom, Mormon beliefs notwithstanding. Jeez, marriage is for the temporal life and for the sons and daughters of this age. For he says, in the resurrection, the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. The Sadducees give the example to show how ludicrous the resurrection of the dead is. But really, it's just the opposite. It shows how important it is that there's still more. I want you to place yourself in the sandals of that woman. She's married, but has no children. There's sadness in her home, and then her husband dies. Imagine the grief. I'm guessing some of you here today who've lost a dearly loved spouse knows the kind of grief that she was experiencing. Having no children, she's, she's standing in her husband's grave. And then it happens again six times. You know what she needs? She needs hope. She needs to know that there's still more. She needs to know that there is life after life after death, and it's going to be wonderful beyond compare because this life was not. She needs to see Jesus who will turn her losses into victory. So do we. We need to see Jesus turn our losses into victories, and he does. For the resurrection is about Jesus turning our losses into victories, our death into life, our sorrow into joy, our weakness into strength, and our futility into glory. Think about it. What is the leading cause of death? I mean, my thinking, heart attack or heart problems, cancer, accident. Maybe you're thinking of others. But if you're thinking of those things, you'd be wrong. You know what the leading cause of death is? Birth. Being born. Because, you know, as soon as you start breathing, you're on the way 
is stopping breathing. And if that's all there is, if there is no more, isn't that a rather depressing way to live life? But Jesus said, there's still more. There's life. There's life after death. And there's life after life after death. There is reason to hope, to rejoice, to live life to its fullest now. Because Jesus tells us there's still more to come. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.